Hello, friendo. You know that feeling you get when you're around a good friend? There's nothing like it. It can make a bad day good and a good day great. I wanted to create a podcast that made me feel just like that. Every person has a story. And here in Friendo, we're going to celebrate them. I'm going to introduce you to fascinating people that will make us laugh, make us think, and inspire us. More than anything, this is a place where we can be ourselves. This is Friendo. Next week, my eldest child, my daughter Esme, turns 10 double digits, which means my online anniversary is coming up too. 10 years of sharing my life online, of opening up and allowing the world into my home, my life, and my brain. It's safe to say I've learned a lot about boundaries, my self-worth, my strength, and the beauty of our community. My guest is Katie Watkins, also known as Confidentially Katie Online. She's a mom of three who in the last few years found herself discussing body positivity and fitness, which are surprisingly challenging to talk about simultaneously. Katie shares on Instagram and TikTok, and her adorable kids appear often, which adds a playful energy to everything she shares. Today, we talk about some of the changes she's made recently to ensure she encourages positivity. And for her, it's not always about the numbers. The impact is also important. 10 years is a long time to be living online. Did you know it took Dean about four years before he showed his face on my YouTube channel? For years, he was known as the mystery man. Dean shares something that surprised him about in-person friendship versus online friendships. And I share something that I've learned about myself since I started that actually disappoints me. Have you realized a truth about yourself that you're not too keen on? It doesn't feel great, but it helps with growth, right? That's what I keep telling myself. (laughs) For this week's favorites, I share an activity you can do with your kids over the month of December. I am so excited about this one. We also look at easy ways to give back to our communities as the weather gets cold. And finally, I'm going to tell you about a book I read recently that I can't stop thinking about. I'm Amanda Muse, and this is Friendo. Welcome to the podcast, Katie. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. It's very much a full circle moment for me, by the way. Is it? Yes. I have been a listener of your podcast for so many years. Actually, you're so right, because I would see your Instagram stories with like little Daphne in the baby carrier. Oh, for sure. And I love that we've connected in real time. And actually... For the listener, it's pretty exciting because we're in the same room. Yeah, we are. I haven't done many of these, you know, in-person interviews in a very long time. So this is a very refreshing change. So maybe for the listener, let's get a little bit more about what are you doing online or what have you been doing mm-hmm. um, lately? A little bit about you. You, have, sure. you wear a couple of hats, you know, so what I are you do. up to? I do wear many hats and I never really know how to answer this question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm online just sharing my life, mostly on Instagram. I have gone into TikTok 
which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But um, basically just sharing my life as a mom of three. I'm also a working mom in that I have a, a job outside of content creation. Um, so a lot of the things I talk about online are just sort of day to day, but it has become a lot about sort of body confidence and respect and acceptance um, given my postpartum experiences. Um, I also continue to share a bit about fitness and just like self-care and, and self-love really. Um, but yeah, that's what I do online. And then in real life, I work in a, in a communications role um, and try to raise three children. And how old are these three children? <laughs> they are seven, five and two in a week. She'll be two. Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> it, it, it's it's hard to even, you know, explain to someone who doesn't show up online mm-hmm. like we do what that's like when you do have children mm-hmm. and all the little kind of can we share this? Is that appropriate? Mm-hmm. Can I share that? I want to share this, but like I'm really tired and really busy and have all these other things to do. Mm-hmm. And then you add on the layer of a job outside of social yeah. media. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to manage. And what's interesting with what you've shared over the years, which I definitely relate to, is that your content follows a pa- like not a pattern, but it follows what your real life is going through. Yeah. Right? That's all it is. It's not it's, cer- it's not a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> strategy is I'm living, right? Yes, it's exactly. like, but there's something kind of special about that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I create very similarly. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I found your page, you I feel like, okay, this was like the Katie with the bangs days mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the shorter hair yeah. and doing a lot of, um, I can't think of the name, oh, sweat content, yes, like the yeah. fitness community yeah. sweat. Tell me about that. And because yeah. I know you had very like some success there and you gained a community and a following. Yeah, I did. Um, for better, or for worse, mostly for better. But uh, that's where I started out on Instagram is the fitness community. I was uh, postpartum with my second and started a, a, a workout program that had a big like online community called BBG. That's since changed, but it's all part of the sweat app. Um, and so I went on there to kind of just connect with other women and to share my experiences. I wanted accountability for my workouts, all those things a fitness page usually uh, entails, including before and after photos and all that thing, all that stuff, showing my progress off. Um, so that's how it started. And gosh, it has completely changed <laughs> as I've grown, right? As a human being. And I'm just sharing that experience. So, you know, I've never deleted anything I've posted in the past, even though when I find myself going through the rabbit hole and I, I look back on it, I sometimes cringe. That is who I was at that time. And I've I've learned and I've grown since then. So, um, yeah, that's where I started. Very much fitness very, and all about that. But my message at the end of the day, kind of remains the same in that it was, I'm now prioritizing me and I'm working on my own self-care and I'm recognizing that as a mom, you know, I, I have a life outside of motherhood and I have worth outside of motherhood and I deserve my 30 minute workout. Um, I've also come to learn that I deserve to not do that 30 minute workout, but that's, uh, that's taken time and that's kind of my, my journey on the gram so far. Okay. I have done that BBG program Mm -hmm. when it used to be called that. Yeah. It's now just like high intensity with Kayla. Yes, exactly. I mean, it's it's an amazing program Mm -hmm. in the sense that when I first got back into fitness, so this we're going back into like uh, was it the uh, beginning of 2020? I feel like or end of 2019. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, I remember, yeah, let's start this shit again, you know, because this is the I think there's a misconception at times that people think that if you're 
if you think that fitness is important, that it's always going to be top priority and mm. that's you're always going to make time for mm. it. But like real life happens mm-hmm. and sometimes there isn't time. So mm-hmm. I'd fallen off of my fitness mm-hmm. routine. It was the darker months, you know, and I was like, oh, God. And the reality is, was when you haven't worked out for a bit, you kind of lose that strength and you oh, lose yeah. that endurance. So I was like, let's try this beginner program. And it was incredible. I think I did it for like three months or just about three months, which I feel like is a really good start to something. And by the end of those three months, I was like, all right, I'm back in the habit. It created that great, Mm -hmm. you know, I've done this every day or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. the program. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't super intense in Mm -hmm. the sense that you're like, I can handle 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. I can do this. It's great. But I definitely found that some of the community elements of that was a little overwhelming, yeah, right? Okay. Because there's a lot, there was at the time, a lot of before and afters, a lot oh, of yeah. like, oh, yeah. which we have all grown yeah. and learned, right, <laughs> yes. since then. And that's, I think, something that you mentioned that's really important. Like, we shared in a certain way, but what's so interesting about social media is like, depending who you're paying attention to, there is the opportunity to learn things. And I think we learned how negatively that can impact someone, you know, when they see these before and afters, even if we didn't mean it like that. I too have shared posts like that, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's like not to say that you've shared many of those Mm -hmm. because I feel like when I think about your before and afters now or your posts like that, the messaging is very different. The message, yeah. Actually, before I even jump ahead, I feel like you and I spoke about this in real life. Like, do you actually share posts like that anymore? And no, I made like a commitment online to never share those posts anymore. Interesting. Okay, so tell me more about that. Right. So um, first of all, yes, my messaging was always positive. When I go back and read my captions, I'm I'm happy with them beyond the odd line that makes me want to throw up a little (laughs) bit. But um, it was always really positive. Um, But at the end of the day, what I've learned um, is that it doesn't really matter what the words say. People are looking at the image. So I don't even, not to be too blunt, but I don't even care if you write not a before, not an after, which is something I have done in the past. So I'm pointing the finger at me. Um, It doesn't matter that you caption it that way. It is a before and after. That is how the vulnerable person who is in the middle of an eating disorder is going to view that. So I learned that too. I've had this question before, like, oh, have you received negative comments about your before and afters? And actually I didn't. But what I did receive is comments that like told me that people were looking at them the wrong way. You know, I was writing about self-love, prioritizing yourself, self-care, you know, giving yourself time as a mother to take care of yourself. And the response was, how do I lose my belly fat like you did? How do I get abs like that? How many minutes a day do you have to work out to look like that? And I was like, gosh, that wasn't the point. But that is what people take from them. Not everyone, but some people do. And that was just, it was too much for me to to own that. What happened when I was postpartum with my third, um, I had gone through like a whole journey of sort of sharing like body confidence and acceptance in the postpartum phase. And I was working out again for all the good reasons one should exercise. Um, and I went to share a before and after photo of sort of my, well, at the end of the day, my physical progress, no matter what I was telling myself in my mind, I was sharing. Uh, and before I posted it, I just thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to pull my community a little bit here. So I did in my story, I said, do you find these before and after photos triggering? And the responses started coming in. It was a hot poll. And when I saw the first 
vote for yes. I find it triggering. I knew right then and there I wasn't going to share it. And it came in at 13% said they found it triggering, which is pretty low. And I was getting all these DMs saying, no, keep sharing them. They're amazing. They make me feel motivated. Your messages are always so positive. But I was also getting messages from people explaining why they felt triggered, how they had unfollowed me in the past and come back, but unfollowed me because I made, you know, I made them feel badly about themselves or it was just, I was triggering something for them in a certain part in their lives. And I was like, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. So instead I wrote a post and I think at the time I said, oh, I'm going to, I'm always going to have like a cover photo that's not the before and after. And you can swipe to the second if you want, and it will have a trigger warning. Should you want to see it? That was kind of my middle ground. And then I realized that doesn't work because Instagram, if you don't like the first photo, they'll just show everyone the second one. So then I'm just putting it in everyone's face again. And from there, I've just grown to, I'm not sharing them at all, like ever. So important, Mm -hmm. right? I think so. When you told me that, I was like, wow, first of all, really impressed, Mm -hmm. you know, to have the ability to make a decision that could potentially negatively impact the algorithm, right? And we've talked about that. We have. And it's really hard to make good decisions sometimes Mm -hmm. that you know will positively impact people. Mm -hmm. Not saying that all people are bad who do those things. But I think there's so much pressure online to excel and get all the likes and all the comments and all those things. But really, when you think about it, those are real people who are watching your content. And like, what is the, how do you want people to feel? And like, you know, what I hear you saying is kind of my mentality as well. Is like, I want to leave you better off than you were before. So when you mm-hmm. read a post, you feel like I've added a little color to your mm-hmm. life or giving you a little nugget of food for thought, but I never want it to take away mm-hmm. from how people feel about themselves. And, you know, as, as you were speaking, I was thinking about after I had Jack. Mm-hmm. So this show, Jackie was born in 2014. So it would have been like 2015. And I just could not lose the weight. It did not come off as quick. And I did a pretty like intense program. And looking back, I made some decisions on how I was eating that were not mm-hmm. wise. I think I lost like 60 pounds, like pretty quick. You know, like I probably could have taken more time. Now, did I wait till he was a year? Yep. You know, I I felt like I was doing the right thing. But I mean, I changed my diet so quickly that he would often like turn away from my breast milk because Mm -hmm. it tasted funny. And I was like, that wasn't the smartest move. You know, that pressure to show up like perfect after these babies are still not sleeping and I'm breastfeeding a million hours a day. And like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I could have chilled just a little bit more. Oh gosh. I know. know. I know. And it's like these things. So now knowing that and having like some space, I mean, he's like seven now, right? It's like there's been time for me to process like how I feel about myself. And I do think that like like you said, you've learned and you've grown. I'm still learning. I'm yeah. still developing. Like even yesterday, I'm on Instagram and I am currently, and I didn't plan to talk about this, but it's coming out because you're here. <laughs> but it's like, I am the heaviest I've ever been since having my children oh. on the scale, okay. right? Okay. But like, yes. who gives a shit okay. about the scale? Yeah. But the reality is I'm the fittest I've ever been mm-hmm. and I'm That's eating all. the healthiest I've ever eaten. Like be, like before you got here, I pounded like the biggest bowl of homemade chili and homemade bread because why am I going to not eat that? 
No. You know, like why indeed? Exactly. <laughs> right. And so it's like as we change and society and social media provide us with content that allow us to see our bodies as like worthy and loving in the shape that it's in. And then what I think you and I share in common is that sprinkle of like, and it's okay to take care of yourself. Yes. Yeah. But it's hard to navigate it online. Whatever. <laughs> It really is. I struggle with it big time for sure. Especially because I still have an underlying large community of people who have followed me from Sweat and from Kayla Zinas and from that space, which is a community I still adore and really relate to. And I do love the Sweat app and I do love Kayla. And I think that they're both doing amazing things for fitness in terms of like keeping it a really positive, healthy experience. So I'm still all there for that. But people just people struggle with the idea that fitness is a form of self-love, actually self-care and not a form of punishment. No matter how much you tell them that they still see someone working out online as like uh, they must hate themselves. Right. Which is the exact opposite. And the thing is only you can know that about yourself. What's your motivation for working out? Mm -hmm. I can't tell you what it is. I know what mine is. Mm -hmm. And that's it at the end of the day. Yeah. And And I can try to explain that, but... It's so true. It's like, I find I'm always having conversations like not, you know, exactly saying, I don't hate myself, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like sharing the foods that I love. Sharing that, you know, guess what? It's October, November-ish. You know I'm going up a pant size because my body's like, hey, lady, it's cold. So we're going to keep you warm and not get rid of any of your body fat. You're, you're, you're like supposed to do that. Yes. <laughs> like, I scientifically, yes. you're supposed to like add a layer. It's how we have survived exactly. since the beginning of day. So I like, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I got my, my bigger clothes in the closet and I switch them out. And, you know, and you share that messaging and eventually some of it will like seep in. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, coming back to the community that you've created. So this, this kind of unique um, balance of mm-hmm. trying to talk about, you know, how fitness is, you know, there's elements that you love about it and this is how you make it work. But you also have this self-love body acceptance also mm-hmm. in that community. Mm-hmm. So, you know, have you found a way to balance it or is this something that you're still kind of like working on all the time? I think it's constant work. I don't know that I've balanced it. I'm, I I think about it intentionally in every post, basically. And a lot of my content is just turning into like motherhood and life because as I said from the get-go, that is my strategy online. I'm using air quotes because I don't have a strategy. <laughs> um, you know, it's just my life. So if my life is, you know, if I'm in a season, which I basically am always in, where I'm like consumed with stuff with my kids, then that's what's going to show up online. If I'm finding I have some extra time and I'm working out a bit more, you're going to see a lot more of those posts. Sometimes I look and I see like a string of four posts in a row where I'm in a workout bra and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm talking too much about fitness <laughs> now. But it's just what I'm doing that week. Um, And then other times you'll see a ton about, you know, me like celebrating my body in all its glorious ways, whatever that may be. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'm I have found the balance. I know that I have a wonderful, engaged community online that I cater to. I focus on them as opposed to growth whenever I can. Um, and that seems to be working. They're hanging around. <laughs> but yeah, it's a constant struggle to to kind of get the right message out because I'm, I'm, I'm very aware of 
the people behind the screen and what they're reading. And I hold a lot of responsibility for what I write and share. It shows, I find, as the, you know, as a consumer of your content. Okay. So I know we've been saying throughout this that we don't really, you know, you don't really have a strategy. Right. I get it. Because this, yes. let's be fair, is not your full-time job. Although no. I think it's like, I mean, I have this as a full-time job. Yeah. It's a pretty fun gig. Oh, you know? it's amazing. It's I like, told you if I could, I would. <laughs> I love that, you know. Yeah. And you have been able to amass an amazing community. Mm-hmm. I mean, your followers are no small feat because mm-hmm. you put a lot of effort and love and your heart and also mm-hmm. your fun into mm-hmm. your content. So do you have some goals coming up, like things that you know, you're hoping to do or, you know, are you going to keep creating short form videos? Like, do you have any plans for your, for your yeah, platforms? Yeah, I plan to keep ticking along with what I've been doing for sure. I do think video is where it's at, which is great for me too, because I, I think sometimes the hardest part for me is getting the right photo, uh, you know, like getting one that's like high quality and beautiful and, or just like fits the aesthetic, all those things. So I'm excited about video and I enjoy it a lot. Um, I am working with some brands, one only ones that like I truly align with and love and use. And I'm happy to keep doing that where it makes sense. Um, I'd love to see that grow. Why not? I mean, my professional job outside of the content creation is in communications and public relations. So marketing, it all aligns with what I with what I do online too. So that makes sense for me. And it's something I really enjoy. Um, I have a little like small business idea with my sister that I'll I'll definitely um, sort of link in with my Instagram community because it, it very much aligns with what I talk about online, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to keep keep going with what I've been doing. And, uh, you know, I just I love my community. I don't need to see it sort of take off. Um, but anyone who comes along is like very welcome and um and I'm really happy to see new people there, but mostly it's about the people that are, have been there for so long um, and are like so supportive. I love that. Yeah. And I have to say, you know, I I don't know if my listeners would know this about me, but uh, whenever I meet people in, li- in real life who have a following online, I kind of do this like this little bit of a check, like, are they the same? Mm-hmm. You know, is there a bit of fakeness? Because I think we all have like a persona that mm-hmm. may show up from time to time. But I got to say, what you see is what you get. Like, you're fun and playful. And we created too. fun like TikToks <laughs> in the middle of like Waterloo and had people staring, I'm sure. But we didn't we didn't give up. That was fun. It was really fun. That actually. was our first meeting. And yeah. we made two TikToks. I mean, impressive. I'd had a number of beers. <laughs> but you had and you were driving. I, I was like sober. <laughs> You know, it doesn't take much to get me to make a small video. It's good times. Well, thanks for chatting with Thank me you today. For me. And for the listeners, you're at Confidentially Katie on yep. Instagram. Is it the same on TikTok? It is. It's the exact okay. same. Yeah. I'm going to link it all below and yeah. you guys should go give her a follow. Thank this you. is great. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Hi, Dean. Hey. Welcome back to the podcast. Well, I- I was here the whole time. I don't know if you noticed that, but thank you. That's true. I, don't, I never know what to say to you. because Nowadays, I just sleep in the corner on a blanket <laughs> in your office. Just always at the ready. Yeah. And eat candy. Eat bonbons. Do I have candy in here? I do have a little bit of candy. Oh, the Halloween candy. You know what? That I can't do the podcast. I just got reminded <laughs> of something. Now I'm going to be thinking about that the whole podcast. Oh, God. Okay. Stealing I your kids' candy. Yeah. have a plan that doesn't involve Halloween candy. 
I thought we could stick to the topic today and talk a little bit about social media in regards to how we have sort of handled it, because I'm not sure if you're aware, but pretty much I'm celebrating 10 years on the internet. 10 Um, years. Yeah. In 2022, it'll be 10 years. What a ride. What a ride indeed. What a ride. And to make it even more fun for us, but also for hopefully those listening is we're going to ask each other like two questions and see where we go with these questions. Okay. 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 (laughs) Who wants to go first? Uh, Are you ready? Do you have your questions? You always ask me questions. So let me go first. Okay. Have you ever... (laughs) No, I'm just joking. Um, Well, when I think of social media, like there's just basically two questions is what is the most distasteful or kind of negative thing that you've ever experienced from being a creator on social media? Hmm. So the lots most- of good stuff, lots of good stuff. Don't everybody get crazy. Right. So stick but just to the bad also- stuff. I don't hear a lot of bad stuff. And that's why I asked that. I'm, I, I don't really know. Hmm. I think that the biggest thing for me that I struggle with all the time is the doubt that I am not good enough. I'm not creating enough. My numbers aren't high enough. This constant battle of competition with myself. Not from other people, not other people saying, hey, you suck. No, that... I think there's only been one time where I read a comment and it kind of stung because it felt like it was a viewer who had been watching for a long time and knew enough about me to leave like this lengthy comment. And it wasn't even like on any of my videos. It was on another platform that literally the platform was built to just tear down YouTube creators, specifically YouTube moms. And it was just this one comment and it just stung because it was almost like, it was like this person who sort of knew so much about you like a friend would and then just tore you to shreds. And I was oh my like, God. whoa. How but like when the things like that happen, you wonder if, you know, if it's designed to just hurt more, were they that, you know, devious that they had that in mind for years? And, I know, you're you like, know, what's it's wrong like pulling the slingshot back a little farther just so I can get you good. Like no one's strapping you to your desk and making you watch my content. Like what's wrong? And I just saw this video that uh, Bella Hadid posted on. I don't know who Bella Hadid doesn't is. Doesn't matter. Other people will. She's a big time model. The Hadid. Oh, that's Gigi why Hadid, we don't run in the same circles. No, not this time. Uh, so she posted this video, and she, you know, she was talking about her struggles with anxiety and just being vulnerable and and showing tears and stuff. And two part, I felt two emotions watching it. The first was I was super impressed by the video of Will Smith's daughter. First of all, I don't know what Jada and Will did, but they they like created some really cool humans. Like Willow is so cool. Anyway, so she posted this video and she was really talking about the insecurity and the constant feeling of doubt and you know, in terms of being a creative person when you're putting things out into the world, it can be scary. It's even if it's just a vlog of you talking, a video of you talking, you know, there is, there's feelings of shame that surface that I didn't expect. I realized like I wasn't showing 
parts of our home because I felt like they don't look good enough. Because I haven't painted them or drywalled them yet. Right. But yeah. But before you interrupt me, sir, but the point is, is that it's just a living room or it's just a room that is cozy and nice things happen in that space. I hang out with my kids. I play video games. Who am I competing with? Right. It's like that surprises me that I'm, I consider myself a confident person. But I think what surprised me is there's actually lots of little areas within me that aren't as confident and I still have some work to do. And I don't know if I would have been able to recognize that without social media. And I'm not that thrilled about it, to be perfectly honest. Like I don't, I don't want to think about things that I need to work on. <laughs> like that's not a nice feeling. You mean home-wise? No, just as a person. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry. Lost Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. Uh but yeah, I think because <laughs> your question, your question was what is the negative? And the negative yeah. is that I doubt myself and I don't like that. And I try to work on that. Um and the thing with the the Bella Hadid post was that she also showed photos of herself crying. And I thought, isn't that interesting um, how some people have been able to build a platform based on this illusion of perfection, which I've never done, which is why it's probably been slower for oh, me to grow. Oh, I think grow. you have, ma'am. I know. You're the perfect person. Yeah. Uh, but it just, it takes a little longer to grow because being real is not always palatable because there's not it's not always a wonderful thing that you're showcasing and sometimes well, no people want to live in a fan- well people want to live in a fantasy sometimes and I'm not providing that now it's my turn to ask you a question so can I comment on my own question you can answer it and stick to the stick Jeez, to the sorry. answer sir the question is does miss- it surprise you that people in your real life don't show up for you as much online with supporting you or whatever, like people who support you online do. Is that a convoluted way to ask that question? No, that's a very valid question. Mm-hmm. Does did that Just does that think surprise about that. you? So people online support me more than people in my real life. Yes. Whatever gave anyone the idea that people in their real life are that supportive? Okay. Like, and here's what I mean. We're a long way from Thanksgiving dinner at mom and dad's house where aunts and uncles come over and, you know, whatever. Those days for me are completely gone. Like, I don't really know any of my cousins well anymore or any of that family. My own family is like, we're all doing our own thing. And as far as my friends go, I mean, I found during the COVID that friends that you thought you had, you didn't really have. Because when you get into the dumps, when you lose your livelihood, your job, and you even seem a little bit like depressed kind of thing or down about it, you'll know whose your friends are very quickly. And I think I have a handful of them left. On the other hand, I know more and have spoken more and conversed with more people. I'll use, say, Instagram because I don't re- I'm not really on any other platforms that have been so incredibly supportive and not just like, Hey, we were really behind you. People got onto the candle buying thing. Like, do you know how many people from the people just like we do advertising on social media for the candle business and we do get people coming in from that. But do you know how many people have supported us just from that little world of your world and my world, a massive amount 
And, and that is just like, it makes your heart just go, wow. So I, I don't think that there's a problem with developing relationships with people on social media. Oh my God, I learned a new word this week. You know what that's called? You just interrupted me. I did, but you interrupt me a lot. You interrupt <laughs> me care. a lot. So, um, what's the new word? Parasocial. What Have you heard that? of this word? What is it? Parasocial relationships are a psychological attachment in which the media persona offers a continuing relationship with the media user. They grow to depend on them. They plan to interact with them, count on them much like a close friend. They acquire a history with them and believe they know the persona better than others. Well, I, I'm not a social media personality like you are. Mm-hmm. I'm just some dude that You're lives like my with, side piece. Yeah, I just do stuff. <laughs> and and I don't want to be that because I don't I get nervous around people, as you know. But I there's people that I am like I've met in person. Mm hmm. And there's people that I haven't, but like, I, I have some friends overseas that I've met on social media. Like we've shared things and I I care about them Mm -hmm. like legitimately. And, and they're, they care about me and that's just screw this old Mm -hmm. way of doing things. Relationships in general, why do relationships survive? How are relationships strengthened by by feeding them, by nurturing them? Right. And so I think what's happening too is it's easy to say, well, of course, your online interactions and relationships for someone like myself and you with the type of work that I do are going to be strong because that's we are nurturing them. We are putting into them every single day, um, especially for me, multiple times a day on different platforms. So of course, they're going to be strong. And so, yes, like I don't put as much time into my real in-person relationships, but the ones that I do those people definitely show up and support us, but yeah. it is definitely, I feel like a shock. And I noticed you talking about it since launching the candles, like, oh my gosh, these people are just really showing up for us. And we didn't quite feel that same support with everyone in our life. Question for me, go. Third question. So I asked you, what's the best thing? Yeah. What's the worst thing? No, you never asked me the best thing. Okay. Beep, <laughs> Amanda. Yes. What's the best thing that you like about your interaction with social media and sharing your life online? I feel like that's a bit of like, and it's too easy of a question, but I'll allow it. Give me a specific thing. You, I said, Dean, come prepared with two questions. You're like, what's the worst thing and what's the best <laughs> thing? Like you couldn't okay, have thought about make- it. Okay, while you uh, while you belittle my question, yeah, come up with I'll come up one. with another one. Is there anyone in particular that you feel is parallel with you as a social media personality? That means like not like they talk like you and look like you, but they have the same type of platform. For instance, a community social relationship where, yeah, you're you're doing commercials on it. You got to pay the bills. You're providing entertainment, but you're also like, you've always been, and we've always been big on community. And a lot of people call bullshit on that, but actually it's through, not through their necessity, I find, but through ours. Is there, a, is, or do you find that there's creators doing that, have that similar platform that you have? Oh yeah. I find that there's a lot, but I do think that I have something a little different. So, 
you know, talking about the first thing, which is where I doubt myself. Trust me, I don't always doubt myself. I also fan my own flames, you know, and I'm like, like, I know how and where my strengths are. And so I think what is unique to what I do and create online is my ability to, let's say, let's just look at the podcast, for example, go back three years before I decided to start a podcast. I was like, can't do it. Too much to learn. I'm overwhelmed. And I finally had that talk with myself for too long. And then I was like, God damn it, Amanda, just learn how to do it and you'll be fine. And I did. And I learned how to do it and edit and upload and optimize and all of that stuff. And now the podcast is signed with an amazing network and has a team behind it. And it's like, you know, so I, I'm not afraid to put the work in. I don't know many other women in Canada who are YouTubers podcast hosts and show up as much as I do on Instagram and work with as many brands and also have a company that sells candles. Like, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. I I would say that. Like I have, I I have serious work ethic. Yeah. I honestly, when you say that, I don't really know if that's true or not. Like I, I really don't know, but it is quite a thing to survive for a long period of time. And would you, I think it was, it's attributing to supporting community. Heck yeah. Without them, I wouldn't have anybody to talk to, right? Like it you would don't be have, a very lonely time. It would be. It would be a lonely time. But I think that the reason they stick around is because I continue to show up even when it's not perfect, even when it's not idyllic. And I appreciate that. And I am always on the hunt for creators who do that. And um, because I feel like I need I need a little bit of something real. Like I don't always want to be. What's the word? I don't always want to be inspired. I don't always want to look at someone's page and feel like I have to change things in my life. Sometimes I just want to feel like a regular person and go, oh, my God. I feel the same way. That's such a cool idea. I want to fall in love with someone's brain, I think is like what I'm trying to say. I think that obviously there's something that I bring to the table and offer that other people don't. And I don't can't quite pinpoint what that is, but I'm always proud of myself with the work that I put in. And I can't even remember your question, but... Who cares? <laughs> I didn't mean to go off and toot my own horn, but I also think it's okay to toot your own horn every now and then. I think this is leading into my last question, which for you was, at what point did you decide to start to show your face? So it's, and for those new listeners, I've been doing this for 10 years, but Dean only showed up six years ago. You've been in my life for a lot longer, but it took you a while to, I think, understand what I was doing. I am a very private person. If I'm talking to you in person, it's because I feel comfortable talking to you because I feel like it's been my experience in life if Sometimes people are, you just, you know, it's better to keep your distance. And more as I grow, I'm finding more and more of those people. I think the vocation I am in is kind of backstabby, like aviation is kind of mm. backstabby. Um, but I guess I just didn't, there was no threat there. You know, I did a few things with you like, hey, I was nervous about it. And then I wanted to add something. I wanted to add to that. I wanted to make sure that including the whole picture, I guess, in yeah, a way. Yeah, no, I think it definitely it gives dimension. Nothing destroys a relationship faster 
then finding out your mate is not the person that you thought they were. So by getting involved, because like there was always always this fear a little bit that like, oh no, because I had that preconceived notion of social media. Oh, Amanda's going to take off her shirt now or, you know, put a something in the blender, like, a, you know, do weird oh, shit yeah, that was yeah. on social media. And I was like, and get the kids in, and then the kids started getting on film and I was like, eh, I don't know. But it turned out to be completely okay. Mm-hmm. It's just that I was nervous about it. But now, you know, people are pretty cool. You mentioned something that I hadn't even really thought about in this particular conversation, but your participation in what I do online is actually less about you and more about me because I feel like what it did is it validated what I was doing. And it was it was actually a really nice demonstration of support from your end to me because it was always something that people would bring up. Where's Dean? What does he even look like? People were so fascinated. But I think a majority of that was because well, it was all new. I think they had a. I think they want to see the whole picture when they meet you, yeah. and I don't think that they pictured you dating someone you're, or dating married to someone your own height who's, you know, I hung. Thought they, I thought, <laughs> hung like a stud hamster. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, what? What were we talking about? What was that? You about? <laughs> but, but what it does is it. it see now feel- people are going to be on that now. They're like. Is Dean is Dean hung? Yes, he is. Like, but oh, we're not talking we about that. Playgirl, you think you Playgirl's think? Gonna, you know what I should do? Only I should get on like Pornhub or something, <laughs> and just but like a real casual one. It's like, hey guys, not real much sex in here, but here's my junk. Oh my! God. It might take me four years as well to want to participate in that video, yeah. but yeah, I'll pixelate the my hairy ass. Oh, but you can see, I might That'll even hey, I might extra. even go for a Brazilian. Charge extra. Oh, God. I don't think you can charge on there. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Only, oh, yeah. That? I was going to start an OnlyFans yeah. to support us. And then I you lost forgot. my nerve. <laughs> yeah, but wouldn't distracted. that be great? I wonder how people will participate in that. Dude, we're not doing that. We're not quite. If you see us launching OnlyFans. Shit's getting real. It's getting real. There's a for here. sale sign on the front yeah, of the house. I'll let you know how that goes. Um, but no, what I was saying is actually it was a wonderful way for you to help elevate what I was doing because with specifically the type of content that I create, it is very real life, day to day, talking about topics that are important to me at the time, you know, things with parenting, things with relationships. And it allows people, you know, I sort of have this visual where you're opening the front door and you're like, come on in, come have a coffee with me. Have you ever been in a conversation where it just feels nice and you're talking about random shit and you can just say whatever you want and nobody's going, you know, actually, um, in the World Book Encyclopedia, nineteen seventy four, it says, "Shut up," because there, there is an energy, there is a feeling that you give off—not you specifically, but anyone. When you create content, you're leaving people with an experience, and that experience is going to be different. If you're wanting to inspire, or energize, or bless, or feel loved, or feel feel like you're not alone, like there's all these different feelings. And I think once you figure out what the feeling is that you want to leave with people. And you keep walking in that direction and putting the work in stuff's going to happen. You know, I never thought and it doesn't change anything except I have a really cool plaque on the wall. But I never thought I would hit a hundred thousand. Oh, the hundred thousand. You know, I is that silver or platinum? It is silver. Is it real silver? I don't think so. Because we'll be melting that down. (laughs) No way. But that is such a feeling of accomplishment. Like, I can't believe I did that. You know, like, that's so cool. Little old me. There's a responsibility when I think that you have a platform or anything to further, you know, 
uh, uh, humanity, not in any kind of big way, not like, oh, we're creating this amazing utopia of social media, whatever. Gentle things, it's intimate things, it's things that little things that people can hold on to. I think that's a great thing about social media. It's interesting to talk about this kind of stuff because I think it's, I personally, I can only speak from my own experience, but I know that I can be easily overwhelmed by the comparison monster and it happens and it happens a lot, probably a lot more than people actually know. Like I would say every single day something happens where I doubt myself every day. Like what specifically do you mean? You do, you with like you work, have imposter syndrome, or, or something oh yeah, like, that? like all the time. It could be hormone related, maybe not enough sleep. It could be I post something and I'm super proud of it, and then it doesn't perform, and I'm like, what the hell? And then the next day you'll post something you put no effort in, and it gets a hundred thousand views, and you're like, what? <laughs> like there's no rhyme or reason, and I think what it comes down to is just allowing yourself to acknowledge, like, yeah, I feel this way, and it's ridiculous that I feel this way, but we're just gonna keep on trucking. But you know? watching the clock, so to speak you know, watching what you're doing and, and, and trying to like get the numbers or whatever that would drive anyone insane. You can't do that because you know what it, 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 first of all, I think it takes away from the experience. Mm -hmm. And the other thing too, is that it keeps you from noticing other people that are noticing you not in a numbers way, but people are like, you know, you're at a party, you're like, I'm really anxious about this and whatever. And people are going, you're okay. We're here with you. Whatever. And you're looking and like, no, it's, no, it's scary. And you're like, Jesus you're focusing Christ. on the wrong thing. Absolutely. Yeah, focusing. So I find it's often like a little, I knew I'm just trying to be honest about it because no, I think sometimes I, I there's illusions, you. right? But it's yeah. like, I find when that comes up, I just sit with it for a moment. I'm like, fine, think that thought and then let it go because yeah. It never stopped me before. Like I've been able to do really cool things at so many different points along the way. Yeah. And it's only going to continue to be cool as I go. And it's like, don't stop. You you like what you do, you know, like well, keep and, on keeping on. And you know what? It, it's encouraging because what I like about it, I'm, I always like the underdog. There's always magic that can come out of anyone. That sounds real corny, but I mean, it happens all the time. And you got into it, you kind of brought it up from nothing, and you developed a community. I hope that your community will do the same thing and the same thing and the same thing. And and that is a most inspiring thing to me about social media. And I'm a, I'm totally comfortable sharing my life online. What else do you really have nowadays? You know, <laughs> I like it. I like our community of humans. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Our yeah. friendos. It's great. Our friendos. Well, thanks, Dean. You're welcome. I need a coffee now. Okay, bye. I gotta get groceries. Okay, bye. (laughs) It is time for this week's awesome favorites. Three things that I'm really excited about that I think you might enjoy. Okay, let's just jump right into it. The first thing is an advent calendar with things to put in the advent calendar. Uh, I was in the grocery store recently and I saw, you know, they have the boxes with the little chocolates. Also fun. However, only one of my kids will enjoy that. The other one, like Jack just doesn't do dark or milk chocolate. He only likes white chocolate. And I'm sure that there's an advent calendar with milk chocolate, but like we still have so much flipping Halloween candy that anyway, point is, 
the concept of an advent calendar kind of intrigues me. And so I was here, I was scrolling through Instagram the other day, and there is an account called Simply On Purpose. You might follow her. I believe her name is Ralphie. She shares really gentle parenting, you know, information. And I just, I like the vibe. And she posted this thing about an advent calendar with activities. And the whole concept is celebrating togetherness. Let me tell you, I quickly jumped onto her website. I think I signed up for a newsletter. I don't know what it was. I got the free download. I am ready. I did not own an advent calendar, so I went on to Amazon and found, uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. I found one of the least expensive ones I could find. I just needed something, right? Well, actually, first, I looked at Facebook Marketplace to see if I could find a cheap one. And to be honest, the one on Facebook was only a couple dollars more and I didn't have to leave my house. So we went with that one. So I am ready. I have the pre, you know, the, I have the printed activities and it's activities like watch a Christmas movie, have a sleepover by the tree, uh, go on a drive and look at Christmas lights. Things that I really enjoy around the holidays. I think things that a lot of you would likely enjoy too, but maybe you just don't remember to do them. If you're anything like me, it's just like the days just start going so quickly and all of a sudden it's Christmas and you're like, did we do anything? You know? So I'm ready. The kids are pumped. They're excited for the first of December. I just thought you might want to know about it. So um, if you want to see the advent calendar and, you know, some of the printouts, you can uh, head over to my latest YouTube video, which uh, actually it'll be, since you're listening to this on Thursday, it's last week's episode. I share more about uh, the advent calendar and the links and everything. But anyway, food for thought, an idea to, you know, celebrate Christmas and the festive time together through things, through time instead of chocolates and gifts, which also have a good place. But, you know, ideas, we have options. All right. Speaking of Facebook Marketplace, I'm a huge fan. I have sold a ton of stuff on Facebook Marketplace. In fact, if you're living in Canada, uh, like me, you know, I in the past have used Kijiji or my gosh, you go back in the olden days, it was Craigslist, right? But I find Facebook Marketplace, the reason I enjoy it is that you have to have a Facebook profile in order to sell things used, which makes me feel a sense of security because you kind of have an idea that this is a real person with a profile and all of that. So um, reasons I've been on Facebook Marketplace lately was to actually look for winter boots for my daughter because, you know, she's growing so quickly and she's hitting those adult sizes, which means it's very expensive to buy winter gear. And if you had been on Instagram with me the last couple days, I was talking about you know, just how expensive it was to buy her a new winter jacket and winter boots. And um, a lot of you guys had said that you you tend to look at Facebook Marketplace before you go to the stores or you like to purchase secondhand at places like Value Village. And I think those are all really wonderful things to do when you're, you know, in a pinch or you're just trying to keep the budgets really small. Now, I wanted to say that one thing I did last year, which filled my heart with joy um, was I actually found a person on Facebook Marketplace through some of the parenting pages I was following that could use a little helping hand over the holidays. I won't get into the specifics because I feel like it kind of takes away from the magic of, you know, showing kindness to others. But an idea I have for this year, because I don't have extra money to donate 
It's just a little bit of a tighter year. I do have things like clothing that doesn't fit me anymore and clothing that doesn't fit the children that are in great quality and also toys that they're no longer using. And instead of donating what I currently have to uh, you know, a donation bin or, or you know, at a, at a big store, a big chain, I'm actually going to spend like a weekend, which I'm thinking by the time you're listening to this, I will hopefully have already done it over the weekend. But my plan is to try to group together like things. So if it's girls clothing, you know, eight to 12 type of thing to have everything together and then post about it on those Facebook groups as free. So free or for very few dollars. I was thinking of selling Esme's winter jacket from last year for about $35, $40 type of thing. It's not going to break the bank necessarily for someone who needs a new jacket. And it also gives me a little bit of a helping hand towards what I bought this year. So anyway, my tip for this week is check out those parenting pages on Facebook. I don't particularly enjoy, you know, engaging often on those pages. I find some of it can be a little negative, but... It's a great place if people need help because, I don't know, I just feel like women in need and families in need are really top of mind for me right now. And I just think it's a wonderful way to give back without actually having to donate cash if it's not in the budget for you. So a little food for thought. And this week's last recommendation is a book. As the winter months, you know, roll in and the days get shorter, I find I'm trying to go to bed a little earlier and there's nothing quite like curling up with a good book that helps me get into bed a little quicker. So I've been reading a lot lately. And this week's recommendation is a book called The Choice by Dr. Edith Eager. And it blew my mind. It is... A rather heavy topic. It is about a woman who survived the Holocaust as a young woman. And she, it's a memoir. It's her memoir. It is so beautifully written. It is so tragic, as any story coming out of that time in history is incredibly tragic and heartbreaking. It is also full of inspiration and hope. I know that a lot of us have had a very trying year and a half. You know, we're, it feels like two years. (laughs) Okay. I feel like I've aged for all of us, but it's been really trying in a lot of different areas of our lives. And this book talks about a woman who has been through potentially one of the most trying things that a human being can go through. And she is so full of inspiration and optimism and hope. And she shares this so beautifully. And I just, you know, the way she shares it through her own storytelling and then the way she encourages other people to share their stories. And it's a very interesting memoir in the way that it's set up. It's part her story, part current day stories with some of her clients and because she is a doctor and, um, you know, she helps people. And even on the cover, you know, Oprah has a quote that says, I'll be forever changed by Dr. Eager's story. The choice, embrace the possible. And I think the feeling that I'm left with after having read her memoir is I may not be able to control the circumstances of my life right now. I can't control when my husband will go back to work. I can't control how much work that I'll be able to do in the sense of how many brands want to work with me, how much money I get to pull in. I do have some control over my output, but there's also some things that are not within my control. 
but I can control my reaction to things. I can also control my mindset. And I know that it can sound fluffy, but in her story, that's all that she had. All that she had was her mind and she was able to hold on to something that kept the flame going for her. And I was incredibly moved by her story. And if you're in the market for a good read, I'd highly recommend this book. I just blew through it. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's inspiring. And I think that at this time of year, especially, I know I personally struggle shorter days. It's cooler. It gets darker faster. And I I need to be given that little shake every now and then to remind myself that It might be tricky right now, but that doesn't mean it's going to be tricky forever. And you do have some control over your thoughts and the way that you feel. And there are some things you could do differently. And um, I was moved. Those are my favorites for the week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was great to share Katie with you. I've been getting to know her over the last few months, and she's really a delightful human being. And of course, it's fun to talk with Dean more openly about what I do on online and you know his role in it. So that was kind of fun too. And I want you to mark your calendars for next week on Thursday. I'm going to have a brand new episode where I speak with a woman who experienced a double mastectomy at a very young age and she speaks so candidly about the surgery, the reasoning, her experience with her mother and the history of breast cancer in her family and then also the reality of what her breasts look like now with the reconstruction surgery. It was extremely eye-opening and I know you're not going to want to miss this episode. So I will catch you guys next week with a brand new one. Until then, bye friendos. Friendo is produced by Amanda Muse with producer Dila Velasquez. Audio editing by Ali Ashbacker and Amanda Muse. Production and sound design by Rob Johnson. Can I ask a little favor? Can you share this podcast with a friend? It's the best way to help get Friendo into new ears. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find me on Instagram daily at Amanda Muse, YouTube for weekly videos at Amanda Muse, and TikTok for some laughs at Muse Amanda. Thank you for listening and join me next week.